Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 109, 109, and it's titled The Truth About Kegels for Men and Women. Okay, Kegels come up a lot. (laughs) We even actually have a whole module, not really about Kegels, but more about pelvic floor muscles and exercises, things like that, which we will get into during the course of this show. But one of the things that I want to say, and you should have already gotten this from the title, but Kegels are not just for women, right? When people hear the term Kegels, they immediately think of women doing vaginal exercises, And while that's part of it, both men and women have pelvic floor muscles. We both have them. And guys, before you tune out, just know that strengthening those pelvic floor muscles is one of the keys to being able to control your ejaculation. Mm, I think we have your attention now. So if you're ready to better Kegel, get ready because this episode is going to be filled with mistakes to avoid and tips on how to do them properly. And we'll even give you a simple uh, starter practice to get you on your way to Kegel way better. Um, But before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you join, if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed and know how to Kegel properly, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. So go to powerandmastery.com and you'll find all about the courses there. So I want to start with where the heck do Kegels come from? Okay, let's start at the beginning, right? Right, and who named it Kegel? Exactly. Well, let's do a little (laughs) bit, a little trip down the history. So in 1947, Dr. Arnold Kegel, a gynecologist, designed a series of exercises for women to strengthen their pelvic floor. And that might be what people know or don't know. But what's interesting is that he designed, he made an actual device that was being inserted inside the woman's vagina. And then the woman would squeeze and contract and isolate different areas of her pelvic floor muscles and in her vaginal canal while the device provided resistance and feedback. And somehow, throughout time and history, things got forgotten. When people think about Kegel, first of all, they think that's the name of the muscles. They could be further from the truth, you know. Um, It's the name of a guy. It's a gynecologist. It's named after somebody. And what they don't realize is that there was a device being used. It wasn't just like squeezing something like figuratively so that you could have that feedback that happened. And I think that's because people don't understand how it worked. This is why so many people do it wrong. But in a half hour, you will know all about it and won't be doing it wrong anymore. Well, let me ask this question. I don't actually know the answer to this, but what... 
was Dr. Kegel trying to address? I believe that it was to help women with urinary incontinence, uh, most uh, first and foremost. Um, either women who had uterus prolapse or bladder prolapse and had trouble with holding their urine. Um, and then I think it also came, and I don't know if it was the primary goal, but it also had something to do with women who uh, wanted to feel more orgasms. I don't know if it came as a side effect from that. I know first it was about like incontinence and then they started to notice that it did a lot of things. Um, today you can find a plethora of devices that are designed to do just that, to tighten, strengthen, and enliven your pelvic floor muscles. There's even a, an app, a training thing, like it's, um, it's a ring that you get to put around your penis and it uh, helps you track your uh, pelvic floor muscles exercises and stuff. And uh, one day we had a client who asked us, hey, what, what do you guys think about this? Should I use it? And, you know, it's cleverly marketed. And while it's, it can work and I'm sure it can do the work, it's just totally unnecessary because if you know what you're doing, you don't need a little device to track it unless you don't want to be counting or I don't know, like, I mean, really you don't need a device, but if it helps you and it helps you do kegels and helps you do them better, then go for it. That That's it. So to recap, um, kegels is just the name of a, of a, of a physician. It's not your muscles. The actual name and I'm going to say that one because it's a mouthful <laughs> for your muscles are called pubococcygeus muscles. We're going to call them PC or pelvic floor muscles. Okay. And um, I'm going to give you a little of a graphic idea about the muscles, uh, which uh, spread out kind of like butterfly wings. And they're at the bottom of the pelvis. They connect with the anus and the genitals uh, to the sit bones and the legs. And so these my dears, are your pelvic floor muscles, and that's what you use when you giggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, just to reiterate what I stated in the beginning, I think it's important uh, for both men and women to know that you both have PC muscles. Yes. And that strengthening them is very important. If you've ever been into yoga, when they talk about mula bandha, what are they talking about? They're talking about locking your pelvic floor muscles tight and holding that molabanda hold. <laughs> exactly. And if you're not into yoga <laughs> uh, and you have half a brain, just like the song. No, just kidding. <laughs> but in the yoga community, that's well understood. If you're not really into yoga, maybe it needs just a slight bit of explanation, but... But they have these, what they call bandhas in yoga. There's they, they, it means lock. Bandha means lock. Right. And, and really, they're specific muscles. And they're actually very important muscles, uh, all three areas. But the, the mula bandha specifically is where all your power comes from. Mm -hmm. So if you do any sort of sports or anything where they're always telling you to like use your core, mm -hmm. we all think of core as just our ab muscles. But it's not just our ab muscles. Our core actually is those PC muscles as well. I love that you're bringing this up, Kevin, because I think a lot of people don't understand this and they're not using the power of all their muscles together. And some people think, oh, I'm doing Kegels because I'm, I'm, I'm doing like a bridge or lifting my butt up and that's what's going to work with like, like strengthening my pelvic floor muscles. It's not going to cut it. 
if you combine a, a, a pelvic floor uh, tightening with that, it will work. But just doing pelvic lift like this is not going to strengthen your pelvic floor muscles. But we'll talk more about that in a little bit. So you might be wondering, guys, okay, why would I want to Kegel? And we're going to use the word Kegel because that's what people talk about, but know that it's using your pelvic floor muscles. So we've already said that they they help to strengthen and exercise your pelvic floor muscles. Hmm. I wonder then what are the side benefits to that? What happens if you have strong, good muscles and more circulation? Well, if you're a guy, you have stronger erections. You, like Kevin said, can start to hold back your ejaculation through the contractions of your muscles, have better control over your ejaculation. You can use it to move your penis while you are penetrating your woman and kind of like flex and relax and kind of create a little pulsing when you are penetrating a woman. Maybe I should let you talk about this, Kevin. <laughs> I, I don't have a penis. Like, why, why am I the one talking about that one, right? <laughs> I'm so glad you don't have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, th- you know, this is something I don't think that men talk about enough. And really having strong pelvic floor muscles really is a key to being able to last longer and control your ejaculation. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I know one of the things that you've noticed in working with men over the years is that they tend to have one of two things, either really soft, squishy mm-hmm. pelvic floor muscles or hard as a rock, super tense. Mm-hmm. And neither of those are a good thing. Mm-hmm. So if they're too soft and squishy, it means that they're weak. Mm-hmm. You haven't developed them and you're lacking the control and the dexterity of those muscles. But also, if they're really hard, like really hard as a rock, that means they're probably super tense. Mm -hmm. And that also causes problems. Mm -hmm. So, you know... You want to think of them as being supple and bouncy, kind of like a trampoline. That's really the best image that I can give you. It's like it's resilient, so you can bounce on it. It moves, but yet it's neither too tight or too loose. Yeah, basically think of it like any other muscle in your body. Mm -hmm. You want it to be strong and toned yet relaxed, right? So what, what happens, you know, you might have strong shoulder muscles, but what happens when you tense them up all day long and you've been sitting there on the computer, right? You get headaches, mm-hmm. you get shoulder pain because mm-hmm. it's too tight, mm-hmm. right? So you don't want too tight and you also don't want too soft, too loose. So mm-hmm. really, it's a muscle, just like any other in the, in the body. You want it to be toned. You want it to be uh, useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can actually use it. Yeah. And so... For women here, and and also also for men too, it will improve your bowels to have a better like pelvic floor muscles to get things to move, but improving your sexual function and health. And so for women, what it looks like it's um, if you have we we briefly talked about that at the beginning incontinence. You know, um, it is not normal to have a few drop of pee every time you cough or you laugh. It means that your pelvic floor muscles are weak. And even if you're being told, oh, you have had three children and vaginal birth, so that's the new normal. It is not the new normal. And, you know, we hear a lot of people say that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had somebody say that a few months back when, when you were still allowed to have gatherings with people. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, she made a comment like that. She's like, well, you know, when you're my age and you've had two, two kids or whatever, that's just the way it is. And it's not. It's not. It's only because you have weak pelvic floor muscles. And there's no 
like you can always get them back in shape, okay? Um, it can help you if you have uterine prolapse, bladder prolapse, and here's where it comes in really handy. It has, can help you with your orgasms. Because what are orgasms? Orgasms are contractions, right, on a physical level. I mean, there's so much more. We, we've made many episodes on orgasms, and you know that it's beyond the physical. But on the physical level, you're having muscle contractions and relaxations that happen. If you have weak pelvic floor muscles, you are going to experience weaker orgasms with stronger muscles, stronger contractions, stronger sensations. Doesn't everybody want better orgasms? Yeah. I mean, I hope this is convincing. And then <laughs> if you have good uh, pelvic floor muscles and good tone, that's also the key in having and experiencing female ejaculation. Um, so really those muscles are extremely important. And unfortunately, because they are more inside and in a place that's considered more intimate, a lot of people don't talk much about them or don't even want to acknowledge these muscles and then it gets in the way of their sex life so you need to be aware that these are very important and that you need to train them so that moves me to my next point here which is how do you know that you are doing them right we are starting to get into the nitty-gritties here's a few keggles mm -hmm. and we're going to tell you some mistakes too after that, but like, here's how you know you're doing them right. There are two parts to them. First, you don't see any muscles of, you know, that are moving, outside muscles that are squeezing or moving. This is like if you, try, if you get your glutes to move or tense up your, your abs, you are not moving your, um, your pelvic floor muscles. You're moving other sets of muscles in your body. Yeah, now, and that's an important point to make mm -hmm. because when you see people attempting Kegels for the first time, and I'll speak from the guy's point of view, you can say what it's like from the, from the woman's point of view, but from the guy's point of view, they do one of two things. They start squeezing the lower ab muscles uh -huh. and or squeezing the anus. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, so the perineum is basically where those muscles are. And if you don't know what your perineum is, it's in between your anus and your genitals. It's also called the taint by some of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it taint your balls and it taint your ass. <laughs> I don't think I've said that since I was about 12. <laughs> Still makes us laugh, though. <laughs> yeah, right. So because uh, a lot of people aren't used to isolating that particular muscle when they squeeze they start squeezing everything around mm -hmm. it so what you really want to do is you really want to try to only squeeze just that muscle so your anus should be relaxed your lower abs should be relaxed as a guy the only thing you should see is your penis move a little bit mm -hmm. isolation baby isolation <laughs> <laughs> in um, this case the good kind of isolation <laughs> um as a woman is, I mean, we did say that they butterfly-like spread and they do go around your anus. So you will feel a pull of your anus when you are doing them correctly. Yes, but it's still different than, than squeezing. squeezing and contracting the sphincter muscle itself, which is Absolutely. a different muscle. Absolutely. And so I think for us, like what I like to do is to learn to separate, like, can I just squeeze my butt and my anus 
with staying really relaxed in my perineum or can I just contract the perineum and the pelvic floor muscles while keeping relaxed in my butt and that's how you start to learn things and at first when you start usually it will you you move everything you know but once you have more awareness then that's how you can learn to separate things and isolate things did you know no what I'm doing kegels right now Oh, you're doing it so properly. I'm not seeing a thing. Amazing, <laughs> Kevin. So what does it feel like to do Kegels? Mm. Okay, here's what it feels like to do a Kegel. Um, you want to feel a lift and a squeeze in and around your pelvic opening. And then a relax and letting go sensation. Ooh, that's big. So but- we repeat. <laughs> yes. Lift and squeeze around your pelvic opening. And then a relax and letting go sensation. We'll talk more about that when we get to the list of mistakes. (laughs) The letting go is as important as the contraction. Okay? Just know that. And um, really, in terms of sensations, everybody is a little bit different and unique. So you have to feel things for yourself. But you are, you need to pay attention to the muscles that are positions between your sits bones and your pelvic bones, really. Like, okay, like I'm feeling things down there and focusing on your perineum. And that's where uh, you would find them. Shall we talk about finding Kegels now, if you're not sure about your Kegels? Sure. All right. One of the first thing that you can do is, and that's for both men and women here, um, you can stop the urine flow. And that if you can pee and stop just in the middle, then it's, that's the muscles you use. That, these are those muscles. Now, this is only something you do once as a practice to find them. It's not something that you do regularly. Yeah, so don't every time you go to pee try to do this. Mm-hmm. It's really just to help you figure out which muscles you're supposed to be squeezing. Absolutely. Once you understand that, then go do it later on. You could actually kind of cause some problems if you're constantly stopping the flow of urine. Yeah. I mean, uh, your bladder can get confused and then like it creates problem, like Kevin yeah. said. So you don't want to do that, but um, you only do it once to figure it out. And then if you want to do it another time, a week later, I mean, it's not a big deal, you know, but like it's not every time, Don't every do day. it as a practice. Don't no. train the muscles that way. Absolutely. Another way is, (laughs) I'll take that one. It's all about farting, so it makes me laugh. Um, Imagine that you have to fart. That's for all the women out there. And uh, you're trying to hold it back really tight so that nothing comes out. It's like, it's not going to come out. Nothing, nothing. Is that how women do it? (laughs) Is that what's going on? (laughs) We don't fart. We're unicorns. We don't fart. (laughs) I just learned something new. (laughs) You're all there using your Kegel exercises to try to pretend that you're unicorns. (laughs) By the way, unicorns do fart and they come out like rainbows. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's the next level. We haven't yet figured out how to do that one. But okay, number one is, and these are for the women, is to insert a finger inside your vagina. And then squeeze, like trying to hug your finger. And that will help you feel your pelvic floor muscles. And you can literally feel, are there areas that are uh, more weak, more tight? Like, how can you grip around your finger? Once you've done this, it's kind of giving you the biofeedback, like what Arnold Kegel designed, you know, what you put inside the vagina. And I think it helps a lot. So for 
every woman should be doing this at some point. Make sure you wash your finger first, clean your hands, and then try this. Squatting is usually easier, and then you can have that feedback right away, and then you can, since you feel it from the inside out, then you can do it without the finger. Um, there's another way that's interesting to, um, to, to feel your muscles, which is to take a towel and roll it, a bath towel, and sit on it, kind of like if you're sitting on a saddle. And then do the practices, do the kegels like we're going to be telling you. And it kind of can help you feel the lift because there's something that's a little bit different on how you're sitting. Um, some people will sit on an exercise ball, so it helps them again because the ball is a little like squishy and different, and they can help them to feel their muscle more. Um, and then, last but not least, and that works for both, and that's how I check people's pelvic floor muscles, is to put a finger on their perineum. And you should feel the area lift up and you should feel something that happens if you place your fingers on your perineum. If you feel like the area is kind of like sinking, sagging per se, you're not doing your Kegels right, it has to have that lifting up sensation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's also where you can tell whether or not you really need to work on developing them. So if, mm-hmm. you, if you press in that perineum area... If, it, if your finger just sinks all the way in there, mm-hmm. then you know you've got weak PC muscles. Mm-hmm. If it's like hard as a rock and won't move, then you know you've got too much tension in the PC muscles. If it's a nice sort of plump firmness, mm-hmm. you're probably doing pretty good. Just like a good mattress, a plump <laughs> firmness, or a good ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. right. So, yeah. hey, wait, before we go into like mistakes and stuff... Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, Celine, how did you discover Kegels? It's a good question. I have no idea. Um, Actually, I remember that I was sitting cross-legged and had my heel against my clit while I was on the train in a public place. And I would notice that if I rocked my pelvis front and back, I could feel the uh, heel digging into my clit and it felt really good. So it was a way of masturbating while I was in public. And if I added some squeezing of the muscles, it was even nicer. (laughs) So um, that kind of is there. And I probably read about it or something, but I don't have a moment of remembering about that. How about you, Kevin? Well, I don't know exactly where I heard of it originally, but I know how I started doing it. With a towel on your penis, right? Yeah. Uh, we've probably talked about this on the show before. We have. But at some point in college, I decided I wanted to see like if I could really last as long as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where I had heard it or read it or whatever, because this was really before the days of the internet. And uh, somehow I heard that if you hung a towel from your penis and squeezed and tried to lift the towel with it, um, that it would help. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I used to do those when I was in college. Fantastic. And it worked. It does. It it really did work. It does. You don't need a towel, by the way. Mm. All right. So we're going to tell you more about the mistakes to avoid and how to do those properly. But first... We are going to invite you to, um, if you are a committed couple who is stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motion instead of connecting the way you used to, and you're tired of stale mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun, and you don't want to live a life of average, 
because who does, right? Then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join us in our highly sexed Power Couple Platinum program. Basically, if you give us 90 days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. And you can find more about our platinum program at selenremy.com forward slash passion. So, okay, we briefly talked a little bit about how you discovered pelvic floor muscles, how I discovered them. Are they really different for men and women? I mean... (sighs) In a sense, it's yes and no, because we are designed differently. So yes, it will be different in the fact that when a man squeezes his pelvic floor muscle, like Kevin mentioned, you will see his penis go up and down. When a woman does it, you don't see much, but you do if you pay close attention, because our clit is like a small little mini penis. And when you do them properly, you will see the clit and the shaft of the clit and maybe the hood, depending on where you are, like you will see things move. Yeah. And actually, when you do it, I can see pretty much your entire labia, mm. um, even the outer labia. Your, your whole vagina will just slightly move just uh-huh. a little bit. You'll just see like a little whole thing with a little, just a, a little pulsing. A little pulsing. Yeah, that's a good If you have never looked at it, grab a mirror, squat in front of it, squeeze a little bit and see it. It's fascinating to watch your genitalia's like communicate. <laughs> it really is. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> for some, for others, maybe not so much, but still worth checking out at least once. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about mistakes to avoid first, okay? Um, Why don't you tell us about the mistake number one, Kevin? Mistake number one, focusing on tightening and clenching, aka tight ass syndrome. (laughs) So here's the thing. Well, there's two things. One, you don't have to over squeeze. You're not trying to squeeze so hard that like the muscles are ready to pop. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I think that's a mistake that a lot of guys do. Like they kind of go too strongly, just like you approach like lifting weights and doing this. I'm going to do my kegels. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not how you want to approach your pelvic floor muscles. No, I mean, and they're smaller muscles, right? They're not like biceps or quads or anything like that. So they don't need that kind of intense, intense contraction or workout. So um, you want to squeeze them tightly, but not over tight. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you're just a tight ass. <laughs> That's it. You're just walking around with a tight ass. And you just pay attention right now. Like, literally, feel your butt. Feel your anus. Like, are you having tension? Are you clenching things? What's going on? You know, because a lot of people hold a low-grade tension. Uh, and that's, that's really the big danger of over-squeezing and over-holding Right, is that you can actually train your body to hold chronic tension. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. That brings you to the other end of the spectrum, right? You have the people that, that don't have any developed muscles, and then you have the people that have that constant tightness. So you like have a um, hypertonicity in the muscle, which you don't want. And right. that's what you want to avoid. And both men and women can have that. Um, a lot of women who experience vaginismus and other uh, painful, like, things in their vagina it's also due because of chronic tension mm-hmm. okay so remember that tension is not good for the body anywhere anywhere, anywhere. I exactly mean, people who have headaches frequently one of the mm-hmm. main causes is chronic tension mm-hmm. right tight shoulders chronic tension right so ah, so take a deep breath and relax and relax your anus <laughs> and your genitals exactly and your jaw while you're at it because there's mm. a connection with that too 
Okay, mistake number two, you're moving the wrong muscles. We've already talked about that, but it's so important. You don't clench up your butt, your abs, or your, your, um, your thighs. It's only your pelvic floor muscles, so like around the perineum area. Uh, if you move other muscles, you're not really doing the right thing. All right, mistake number three, focusing on fast, light squeezes. So remember, these are muscles like any other muscle. If you want to develop a bicep muscle, right, you don't just go like <laughs> real fast like this, real short motion. That's what mm -hmm. I'm simulating if you're, if you're listening via uh, the podcast and not on YouTube. You really want to go through the full range of the motion, mm -hmm. right? So, and there's, there's no bonus points for speed here. No. So do a nice contraction and a nice relaxation. Nice contraction, nice relaxation. Doesn't need to be fast. Doesn't need to be overly hard. Mm -hmm. And you know, like anything, actually slowing things down is a sign of mastery. It's always easier to sloppily go quickly through something that if you slow things down, that's when you notice all the little mistakes. And uh, same with the pelvic floor muscles. You want to learn how to be more gentle, right? Um, and there is a fourth mistake here that a lot of people do is that they hold their breath and they, they're doing just wrong patterns. You need to be able to breathe normally. You need to be able to breathe with your belly and not just kind of have, again, tension patterns in the body. Yeah, that holding the breath creates chronic tension. Mm -hmm. It creates a... <clears throat> Like a contraction and a tension. So keep mm -hmm. breathing, keep breathing. We're going to give you four positions on where to do your kegel, kegels, like best positions. And then we'll tell you how many you should be doing. Okay. Because by now you're about to burst, like give it to us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you've been doing your uh, kegels, then you won't burst <laughs> <laughs> well, until you want to. <laughs> but I do hope you haven't been doing your kegels the entire show because 30 minutes is a little long. Let's be clear. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what are the best kegels positions? Um, Number one, you could be laying down either with your legs or a bent or straight. So you're laying on your back and you can do them like this. That's one good way. Um, another good position is to lay on your side with your legs bent. What's good about this position is that it will give this inward curve with your lower back. One thing that people sometimes do wrong is they don't have good posture. They don't have the natural curvature of the spine. And if you're slumping with your lower back while you're doing your Kegels, you are not going to train the muscles properly. Then they're going to be shortened. Um, if, if you have a tilt in the pelvis, that's not the natural tilt curve, okay? So laying down will prevent that. Laying on your side will prevent that. Another way is to be on your belly, which is an interesting, different thing. Because again, when you try to do your pelvic floor muscles in different positions, it forces you to feel them differently. So I think it's a good thing to try them in different ways, okay? So that you can really feel the muscles differently. So if you lay flat on your belly and you can just kind of have that lift and squeezing that's happening of the muscles, you can feel them. And then you could try your pelvic floor muscles uh, doing Kegels while you're sitting, whether you're sitting on something hard like a chair or a, um, a bowl, exercise ball. What you want to look for is to sit with your feet apart and maybe even slightly, very slightly lean forward um, and make sure you have your chest that's lifted and that you've got that natural curve again in the back. Very, very important. And I see that a lot. If you're sitting and you're slouching and slumping like you are 
you, your muscle gets shorter. You feel the difference. You are not going to train them fully. It's very important to have a good posture while you do that. So sit with your legs uh, slightly apart sit and back and chest open and, and then that natural curve in your back. And um, that way you can make sure that your muscles will move properly. Yeah, I don't know if it's different for women, but for me, like, I like to do them either right before I fall asleep or right when I wake up mm. or even potentially like maybe I've got a long drive in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like... the car is a good thing, especially at like red lights. <laughs> <laughs> I have people, well, because some people are like, I don't remember. And I'm like, try to find things that you do. So if you drive a lot and it's like, put something every time you're at a red light, then do a few contractions. Um, sometimes I do them at the grocery store when I'm waiting in line because it's fun. So I'm just standing there, you know, and nobody knows. Look and at I you. Do. Standing there in line doing your Kegels. I know. Then everybody thinks I have a nice flush. Well, if I'm not wearing a mask. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nowadays nobody can tell anymore. <laughs> exactly. But I have this big gigantic fly- smile. So, yes. So uh, there are ways to, to do those. And I think everyone has to find what works for them. We've, give you, we've given you four positions to make it work. So see how often you get into these positions during your day. So let's talk about how often now you should do your Kegels because I think it wouldn't be complete without that. Um, I think about, uh, you know, 30, 40 repetitions, you know, (laughs) four or five sets every two, three hours should do. (laughs) That's what not to do. Yeah, yeah. Thing to think about (laughs) when you want to think about your Kegel is to be gentle. So you want to focus on the technique of the lifting and squeezing up and relaxing. And you want to start with one to two gentle Kegels first, whether you're a man or woman, and focusing on that technique. So focus on your posture, on the position, and doing very slow. Once you have found these, you can get into a more rigorous type of exercises. Basically, you want to make sure you're doing it right first. So you start easy, only do a couple, make sure that you understand what you're doing and you're using the right muscles. And once you've figured that all out, then you can do more. But really, you don't have to do too much because it can get overworked, the muscles. Um, You want to work your way to doing maybe 8 to 12 sets of something. I'd say you can go up to, to 30, but really you don't need to. And when you do these, you do like a lift and you can do a little bit of a hold and a relax. And you want to do like up to 10 seconds hold if you hold it, so not too long. But you also want to rest for the same amount of time, at least between 6 to 10 seconds. And that's a big mistake that people do where they just squeeze it, briefly relax or hold and, re- and, and let go and then go back to the squeeze. And so if you do that, where you slowly inhale, lift and squeeze up, hold for a few seconds, exhale and let it relax, and you have your breath that's breathing normally, the body's relaxed, you do this, hey, a dozen times and you do this two to three times a day. And that's it. That's it. That's all it's required. Easy peasy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So start with that. Start with that. Find those, uh, find those muscles. Exercise them gently, but incorporate the lift, the hold, and the relaxation, and do that two to three times a day, 10 times each time, and you'll be set. And give it enough time. It might take a few weeks, but it won't take very long, maybe two to three weeks of doing this every day, and you'll start to feel a difference. Definitely, you will feel a difference. And Mm -hmm. 
you know, like any other muscle, if you do this for a few weeks and you're like, wow, that makes a difference, you don't go, okay, I can stop now. Mm-hmm. All good, right? It's like any other muscle. You don't use it, you're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might not have to do it as frequently once you've built up mm-hmm. the tone and the strength in it, but you're, it's something that you're going to want to continue to do throughout the rest of your life to keep those muscles in good shape. I do them every day. I just like that. It feels good. To me, it's better than a cup of coffee. I squeeze my pussy and I feel energized. <laughs> well, you aren't exactly the norm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave you with one last tip. Why you want to do this? Because squeezing your pussy or your penis is magical. And when you do that, you can attract things in your life. And as woo-woo as it sounds, anytime I'm looking for a parking space, I squeeze my pussy and ask for it to be there. And what happens? I get a parking That's space. That's true. It, that always works. That's it a sure does. thing. So combine your wishes with a little squeeze of your pussy or penis, because I've heard men, friends who do that, and it works too. You'll see it just adds a little hump to make your manifestation happen very quickly. Well, there you go. You will have all the best parking spots wherever you go. <laughs> and the best sex life and erections and orgasms. Realistically, you should have the crappiest parking spot, so you got to walk a little bit because that'll get you in shape, which will also help your sex life. But do it for fun anyway, just to see if you can get it and then drive past it and go park in the back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>